Good morning. Good morning, New Song. My name is Pastor Stephanie. I get to share with you this morning as we kick off the 21 days of prayer like Pastor Justin just talked about. Um, One of the things I want to encourage you to do as we enter this 21 days of prayer is not only join us in that 21 minutes a day, join us in the fasting, but also um, we want to hear your stories. So as God works in your life, as he answers prayers, as he does things over the next three weeks, we would love for you to tell us what that is. We'd love to hear your stories. We want to know what God is doing in your life and in the life of our church family. So you can always give us a call here. We'll be back in the offices on Tuesday. Um, we're not going to be in the offices on Monday, but we'll be back in the offices on Tuesday. You can call us, you can email us, you can stop by. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life over the next couple of weeks. Um, but let's just jump right in this morning. So this morning, I want my goal is to encourage you and maybe just to light a little bit of a fire underneath all of us as we talk about our faith and we talk about how home is where it happens. Home is where we become saturated with the things of Christ and that our faith really grows. So I know, as I look, I know a lot of you that are here in the audience today, and I know that there's a lot of different types of homes represented. Maybe some of you are single and loving it. Maybe some of you are single and not loving it so much. I've been there, done that. Uh, Maybe you're dating, maybe you're engaged, maybe you're married, but you don't have any kids. Maybe you're single parenting kids. Maybe you're parenting adult children, maybe you're grandparenting, whatever it may be, whatever your home looks like, no matter what that situation is, home is God's design. Home is God's design. And today's generation, and today when I talk about generation, I'm not talking about millennials, I'm not talking about Gen X, but I'm just talking about everyone who's alive today. So this generation, everyone who's alive today, all of us, we need to have homes, we need to have lives that are steeped or saturated with the ways of God. So have you ever thought about who has the most influence over your life? Who, or maybe it's a what, has the most influence over your life? I want you to actually think about that right now. Who, what name pops in your head? What thing pops in your head about who has the most influence over your life? Hopefully, whoever or whatever that is influences you in a positive way, but we're influenced by anything that's around us. We're influenced by people, the people that are around us. We're influenced by the things that we see. We're influenced by the things that we hear. No matter what it is, we're influenced. So a quick little example. How many of you, and I actually want you to raise your hand so I know who can be my new best friend. How many of you have seen the show Downton Abbey? Anybody? Or enjoy the show? A couple hands went up real fast. All right, I like you guys. All right, so those of you that haven't seen it, it's just, it's a British drama that's set in the 1910s, 1920s, um, and I'm a big fan, okay? I, I like this TV show. I've seen it all the way through multiple times. I've binge-watched it. I've fallen asleep to it. I've watched the entire thing. I've lost count how many times I've seen the entire six seasons all the way through. But one day, so I'm pretty sure this was during the COVID lockdown when we were all, I'm sure, watching a little more TV than we normally do, but I noticed that I was starting to say certain words differently, So I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't talking with an English accent, which would have been kind of funny, but I was saying certain words, my vocabulary was changing because the thing that I had become so saturated with, which was this TV show, was influencing me in such a way that like it was coming out. It was, it was, I was so saturated that my vocabulary was actually starting to change. So what is that in your life? What is something that you are so influenced by that then it is spilling out of you? What have you become so saturated with? So my goal for us today 
is to help you to see, to help us to see that we have control. We have control over what those influences are and what we are being saturated with. And all of that, it starts at home. It starts in our homes and with ourselves. New song, can we pray this morning? Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for the opportunity to come, God, and just to share your word. God, we thank you for being in this place today. I pray that you would be in our hearts, saturate our hearts, be in our lives as we kick off 2023, God, that we would see you work in a way that we've never seen before. God, I pray that everything I say this morning is just directly from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever heard the term slow fade? Okay, it's not necessarily a slang term, I don't think, but the term slow fade. So in our society today, in our generation, so everyone who's alive today, there seems to be, especially here in America, this slow fade of Christianity. The things of Christ are becoming lower and lower and lower on our generation's priority list. As we go about our day-to-day, the power and intensity of who God is in our lives and in our world, it's fading. It's slowly, but it's fading. New song, I want us to be a church, a body of believers who's so passionately devoted to following Christ that we can actually make a difference in reversing that slow fade in our community and in our homes. So I'm gonna give you an idea um, just about what this fade what this fade looks like. So 3%, 3% of the senior generation, so senior citizens, 3% of the senior generation in America today would say that they had no religious upbringing. So only 3% would say they were not raised in a religious home. Today, that number is closer to 22%. So more people than ever in America today claim no religious affiliation in their homes. 64% of young people when they graduate from high school, are leaving the church. 64% are leaving the church and reconsidering their faith. So this, this is not something new. This has been happening. For that number, especially to go from 3% to 22%, to get that number to 64%, it's not something new. It's been happening for a while. So what's changing? We know that the cross of Jesus Christ has not lost its power, right? The cross of Jesus Christ has not lost its power, but one of the things we do see that's changing is the home environment. We're all byproducts of our home environment, whatever that may be, and as our home environment shifts its focus, so do we. Hopefully that focus is shifted in a positive way to the things of Christ. Today we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, and my hope is just to show you how we as a church family, as followers of Christ, can reverse that slow fade. We can have an impact on that slow fade in our community right here and in our homes. And that's what it's going to start with. We can be the ones that restore the power of God to our communities, to our relationships, our friendships, and our families. And it's going to start with us and it's going to start at home. So there there are some people out there today that actually believe that spiritual formation, so spiritual formation is growing in who Christ is, growing in your spiritual walk, who we are in Christ, finding your role in the church and your influence in the, in the world. There are people that believe that that only happens in church, that everything you need to know about being a follower of Christ happens here in church. Now stick with me here. All right, hear me out. Worshiping with fellow believers is important. Absolutely. Coming, listening, Coming together, learning from Pastor Justin, being spiritually fed at a Bible-believing church is so important. We want you to be here. We, you belong here with us. We want to get to know you. We want to walk alongside you. We want to do life together with you. 
All of that is a part of your spiritual formation, but the majority of it actually happens at home. The majority of it actually happens at home. Let me put it this way. So here at New Song, we meet together approximately 52 weeks. We meet together 52 weeks of the year, right? For about an hour every Sunday morning. So if you do the math, the average new singer, if you attend church, if you come every single Sunday of the year, you are here for 0.5% of your time. 0.5% of your week is at church. Can you imagine trying to learn something, especially something super important in only 0.5% of your time? All right, parents, how many of you think that if kids went to school for only 0.5% of their week, so if they only went to school for about an hour and they were expected to learn every single thing that they needed to know in that hour, do you think that would work? I don't think that would work, right? It's not possible to learn everything in that hour. So if we're not able to learn and saturate and get everything in that time in that, at church, if we can't get it all at church, then where does it happen? It happens at home. So number one, I want you to write this down. The church cannot fix what the home neglects to do. The church cannot fix what the home neglects to do. The church, we're just a collection of homes. I talked about it earlier. There are a lot of different types of homes that are represented here this morning, but we're a collection of homes. We meet together. We encourage each other. We worship together. We hear a good word. We want to be a part of something bigger. We come here to make a difference. But when we leave here, we go back to our home, right? I want to show you what Moses had to say about this very idea. He talks about it in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Home is where it happens. So in Deuteronomy, I'm going to give you a little bit of background here. Moses and the Israelites, they're about to enter the promised land. All right, they've just come out. They've come out of captivity, and they're standing with their toes right up against the promised land, and they're getting ready to go in. And Moses is giving them these instructions. So this is a land full of milk and honey, and he wants to make sure that their faith doesn't fade when they go into this, this blessing, this place. And he wants to ensure that the ways and the work and the word of God continue generation after generation after generation. So this is what he shares with them, starting in chapter 6, verse 1. These are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. And you and your children and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord alone. Verse five, this is one of my favorites. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. New song, can we read that verse out loud together this morning? And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Okay, I wanna, I'm go, we're going to read it one more time together, but this time I want you to make it personal, all right? I want, we're going to use the words, I must, all right? Make it personal for you. And I must love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. And then in verse six, it says, you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. So here's what Moses knew. We're going to stop there for a second. Moses knew that they were about to go into the promised land. 
He knew that this was a vulnerable time. And he knew that this, this most vulnerable time, a time when it would be so easy to stray away from their faith, it's not necessarily when things are going bad, but it's when things are going well. Have you ever noticed that before in your life? I know I have. The times in my life where I drifted from God, where I drifted from my faith when it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be, a lot of times those are when things were going well. It's easy to run to God when things aren't going so well, right? When you're walking through a tough spot, it's easy to run to him. He's our comfort. He's our savior. He's right there, right? He's our refuge. It's easy to run to him when things aren't, aren't going so well. But when things are going well, at least for me, those of you that know me, you know I like to be in control, all right? You know I like to tell people what to do. But it's easy to think, oh, I can handle this on my own. God's given me this blessing. It's not so bad. I've got this. I can handle this. I don't need to ask for help, right? When those blessings are there, it's, if we're not careful in those times of blessing, it's gonna be easy to drift away from God. And that's what Moses knew. So in those first six verses, Moses puts the responsibility on us as individuals, on every one of us, on all of the Israelites. He was putting that responsibility on them individually. If faith is gonna be perpetuated, if they're going to carry it on to the next generation, if they're gonna pick up the charge and lead even stronger in their community, it's gonna begin by each individual, each of us taking responsibility. So look at, look at what he said. Moses said, he commanded me to teach you. You obey, then all will go well with you. Then you will have many children. Here's the thing though about taking responsibility. When you take responsibility for something, number two, you can write this down intention doesn't get the job done. It takes attention. Good intentions don't get the job done. It takes attention. I hope that the intention of every single person in this room is that your faith be perpetuated. And that word perpetuated, it just means continued indefinitely kept in existence. So that your faith be perpetuated in your home and in your life. But it takes more than just good intentions, it takes your attention. You have to give it your attention. Number three, it's our responsibility, it's our responsibility to saturate our lives with the word of God, the ways of God, and the work of God. It's our responsibility. You have to do it for you, not because your spouse does it, not because Pastor Justin does it, not because Pastor Justin tells you to do it, not because I'm telling you to do it, but you have to take responsibility for it yourself. This is on you. You need to embrace the ways of God. I must love the Lord my God with all of my strength. He is my first responsibility. Now, how do we do this? Well, I don't have a ton of time to dive into the specifics of this this morning, but we've been talking about this for a few months now. Pastor Justin just not too long ago, did a series on simplifying your life. And throughout those weeks, he gave us a lot of tangible ways to make sure your priorities are on track. I would encourage you, if you want to, go back and listen to some of those messages. Let God speak to your heart. Ask him. Say, God, what needs my attention? What needs my attention right now? How, how can I focus my attention on what you want my life to be saturated with? One of the things we as a staff are gonna be focusing on this year especially, is prayer. We've been talking about the 21 days of prayer for a while now and starting our, starting our day for the next three weeks with 21 minutes of prayer. 
We've been talking about the encounter weekend. I talked, actually talked about prayer. If you were here a couple of months ago over the summer, I talked about prayer and how it's, it's a conversation. It's not just talking for 21 minutes, but it's talking, it's listening, allowing God to speak to your heart. And it's a constant conversation. Give it your attention, prayer, reading your Bible, those things that we're, we're, we've been talking about for a long time now, give those your attention and ask God, just ask him, ask him to show you what ways you need to saturate your home, saturate your life with the word, the ways, and the work of God. So we're going to pick it back up here in verse seven. So Moses just finished giving us, giving the individuals um, what we need to take responsibility for. And then he gives a little bit of a charge here. He says, verse seven, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Let me give you a little bit of an example here. Um, I was so very blessed. I was so very blessed to grow up in a home that was saturated with the things of Christ. One of the things I remember about our home is that we didn't get to watch a ton of TV. Uh, Whenever the sun was out, we were outside. That was the rule. So I liked rainy days because rainy days meant we could come inside. We were allowed to watch some TV. But one of the things I remember is that no matter what it was, there was something inappropriate that popped up on the TV, whether it was just a, maybe a 15-second commercial or a part of a TV show. No matter what it was, the channel would change immediately. Nothing inappropriate was ever on the TV, even if it was just one of those short little commercials. I was never allowed to watch a lot of the shows that my friends were allowed to watch. And at the time, I didn't understand it. Okay, I just thought that my parents were super strict and I never got to do anything fun. Okay, when you're a third grader or a fourth grader, it's... <laughs> It's hard to understand, right? But I look back now and I'm so grateful for the ways that they protected me. They truly put into action, my parents put into action the belief that our house is not gonna be ruled by what the media has to show us. Our house is gonna make its decisions based on the word of God. Whether or not that decision is popular to the world or to our children. Those decisions, my parents, I was, that was not popular to me. I wanted to watch SpongeBob and I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob, right? It's not popular, but take these practices, repeat them to your children over and over and over. And not just to your children, don't just repeat them to your children, but repeat them to yourself over and over. Love the Lord your God. Moses in that, in that section, he uses the word talk. He says, talk about them, repeat them. And he gives you a list. He gives us an exact list of when to do this. The first one is at home. When you're around the dinner table with your family, what is your conversation like? What are you talking about? Is it things that are saturated in the ways of God? Now, I'm not telling you to go home and sit at the dinner table and just open the Bible and read it out loud, you know, during your entire dinner. But as your conversation goes, what, what's going on at the dinner table? Moses, he talks about making sure that, he's talking about making sure your faith doesn't fade. And he doesn't say, when he says, repeat them over and over, he doesn't say, go to church and repeat them over and over. He says to do it at home. He lists it on the road, okay? In the car, when you're in your car, what are you listening to? What is your conversation like? When you're going to bed, when you're getting up, 
He says to tie them to your hands, wear them on your forehead. The Pharisees would actually wear scripture on their foreheads. Put them on your doorposts, put them on your gates. What's in your house? What are on your doorposts? When someone walks in your home, what do they see? Put the things of God in places to remind you about him for every minute of every day. One of the things I like to do is I just, I write whatever little piece of scripture God's put on my heart, one little verse, I just write it on a note card and I tape it to my bathroom mirror, right? Everybody goes to the bathroom. It's, it's a room that you visit every single day, right? So paste that in your bathroom, in the kitchen, wherever you spend the most time. Your home needs to be so saturated in the things of God that anyone who enters your home is able to tell that you are a follower of Christ. Our faith is perpetuated in the home. New song, we need to be careful that the world around us doesn't get in the way. When our homes are functioning in the standard of God's word, they're the most powerful influence on earth. So what are you doing to saturate your home? I'm gonna give you a tangible way to think about this here. All right, got a cool little new song shirt. All right, and I want you to imagine that you are this t-shirt. All right, this is you. Okay? And what we're seeing today in our generation is that a lot of believers, they take this occasional dip, right? They take this occasional dip into the things of God. Would you call that saturated? Right? If you're sitting in the back, you probably can't even tell that it's wet. We come, we dip into church on a Sunday morning, okay? There's a little bit coming off of us. And then we go out into the world all right, the things happen in life. The whirlwind of life comes around, right? But we're not saturated, okay? We get dried out pretty quick. We get spiritually dried up. We get mentally, financially, emotionally dried up. But then we come back on Sunday. We dip in a little bit. Then we go back out into the world. There are so many people that just come, they dip their toe in, and then they come, dipping in and out, dipping in and out is a surefire recipe for a dried out generation. It doesn't allow for that perpetuation of faith that Moses was, was talking about, was trying to make sure that they understood that if they wanted to stay saturated in the ways of God and the word of God, you can't just dip in, right? You can't just dip in. What do you have to do? You have to dive all the way in, right? You have to dive... <laughs> People in the front row are giving me an eyeball right now. <laughs> I bet you wish you sat in the back today, didn't you? <laughs> but you have to dive in. You have to immerse yourself every single day in the things of God. Can you tell that that's saturated, right? But even then, there's still spots that are not saturated, okay? Every single day, in every moment, every situation, saturate yourself with the... Th you guys are still worried. I love it. <laughs> it's great. You have to dive in. You have to immerse yourself in the ways of God. So when we go out in the world, if we're saturated like this, okay, what's going to come flying off of us? How much is going to come flying off of us when we go out into the world? <laughs> They're so scared. I love it. If we are living a saturated way of living, then these things that are flying off of us they're gonna get onto our relationships. They're gonna get onto the people that we work with. They're gonna get onto every single non-believer that we come into contact with. It's gonna be evident in all 
areas of our life. New song, what do you want your home to be? If your home is saturated with fear and drama and frustration, then that's what's gonna be dripping off of you. Whatever you're saturated with is gonna be dripping off of you. But guess what? You get to control what's in that bucket. We get to control each thing that we're saturated with because it's gonna be something, right? Your home is saturated with something, whether that's Jesus, whether that's fear, it's frustration, it's gonna be saturated with something and you get to make that choice. My hope is new song and I pray that you would choose that your homes be saturated with the word of God, the ways of God and the work of God. Are you gonna be the one that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I'm not saying that you need to go home and gather up your family and say, all right, we need to get our act together. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is live it out. Demonstrate it to your children. Demonstrate it to the non-believers around you. If you are so saturated with the things of Christ, then everything that you do, no matter what I would do to this t-shirt, if I would fling it around, right? It's something's gonna come off of it. And even just standing here, the water is dripping off of it. So if you're saturated with something, it is going to come off of you. So saturate yourself first and then let that spray, let that go to the people around you. Colossians 3 says at the beginning, starting in verse one, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. New song, can we focus on the things of heaven and saturate ourselves with the things of God as we begin fresh this new year? It's the perfect time to make that change. And if you need help, all right, I'm not asking you to do this alone. We're here to help you. We want to walk alongside of you. If it's something you're still not sure, you're not sure about, I don't know what my home is saturated with. I wanna saturate it with the things of Christ. If you need help, come and ask us. We're here to help you. We can help walk alongside you when you do that. You're a part of our church family and we love you. We love you, new song. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much. Thank you for wanting to saturate our lives. God, I pray that all of our homes, all of our lives would be so saturated with you that we would make an impact in this community. God, that your spirit would be evident in us in everything that we say and do. God, I pray for our community today that we would be able to make a difference, that we would be able to reverse that slow fade and that we would be able just to see you in everything that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, new song, the first Sunday of the year. This is always a special Sunday for us. I'm gonna pass it on to Pastor Justin here in just a moment. Um, and he's gonna come and pray the New Year's blessing over us and our families. But that means we need to get the kiddos in here, right? So if you have some kids in kids church, if you have someone in the nursery, or if you have someone in the purple room, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to stand up right now and you're gonna go get them, right? Go get them and bring them back in here. Those of you that have kids in the, the preschool orange room or in the elementary classroom, those kids are gonna be coming into the sanctuary. So as Pastor Justin comes, okay, if you need to stand up and wave and shout their name, whatever you need to get their attention as they come in in just a minute, all right, they're gonna come and they're gonna find you.
Can we give it up for Pastor Stephanie today? Didn't she do a great job? I am so grateful for all the staff here at New Song. I love them so much. Um, of course, uh, it's so interesting. If you go to Israel, you, they still they wear these little leather boxes up on their forehead. On their they still they still do it today. You can see that. And uh, you know, we announced last week that my wife and I are going to be leading a trip to Israel. Not this year, not in 2023, but probably in 2024. Um, it definitely by 2025 but probably next year in 2024. So I, I say that for a couple of reasons. First of all, start saving up. It's about $4,000, $3,800 to $4,000 per person to go. Now that's all inclusive. That, that's airfare, hotels, meals, uh, tips, uh, transportation. It's everything, everything, all inclusive. Um, and not souvenirs, obviously, but uh, you, you need to save up about $4,000. So if you want to go to Israel with us, uh, start saving up. The second thing is you need to be in good uh, physical conditions. So there's a lot of hiking involved. There's a lot of walking. Uh, I mean, you're, you're pretty much on your feet walking around all day if you go to Megiddo or, or well, to, to lots of sites. There are lots of trails that you have to take to get to where you're going. Um, and so you need to be in good physical health. If you can't walk uh, very far or for very long, this is not the trip for you, all right? Not the trip for you. Um, and, we, and again, we've already had multiple people say, Pastor, I'm in, I'm in. Like, if we were going tomorrow, I'd be there. Okay, so uh, there's a lot more of you are like, I don't know if we can pull that off. Well, if, if it's a matter of, of needing more money, um, we are not going to pay your way. We don't have scholarships for this, all right? So, But there are creative ways that you can come up with those funds. And if you just need say, if you just need some, some advice, hey, how do I raise money? We can help you. We are pros these days at helping people raise money to go on mission trips and, and a, a, even a trip to Israel. We can help you with that. So just ask, and uh, we're putting that together. I'm telling you, we are going to have a great time as Jennifer and I leads that, uh, that trip together. You're not going to want to miss it. We still got a few more coming in. Uh, if you're missing a child, you, you might at this point, you might want to go get them. I'm not for sure. I only see one or two more coming in. Oh no, no, here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Now I, now I'm seeing the, a little, uh, a little parade of them. If you see your child, just wave your hands at them. Let them know where you are. I tell you, new song, you, you make some beautiful kids. All right, my family doesn't know this, but they're going to be joining me on the platform this morning. I did not tell them this because they would have dreaded this entire morning. But I want to speak this blessing over, over my family, and I want you to hold your family with you. In fact, I'm going to encourage you, uh, um, just gather your kids, your grandkids around you. Put your arms around them. You don't have to stand. Just snuggle, all right? It's okay to snuggle. And uh, I'm going to get my family up here. A lot of you don't know. Uh, in fact, maybe if you're a guest here today, you don't know who I am. I'm, I'm Justin, the, the, the pastor of New Song. This is my, my wife, Jennifer, and, and these are my, my uh, kids. This is Isaiah uh, right over here. He's single. This is Grace. She, she ain't going to be single for a long time, everybody. 
I mean, she is, but she ain't, you know what I'm saying? This is my youngest delight, and this, this is Isaac here. He's single too, everybody. I just want to say that too. And um, Jennifer, why don't you come up here? They hate it when I say this. You guys come up here too. And in fact, actually, why don't, Jennifer, you get on one side and let all the kids get in the middle of us. And um, I, I love my family just as much as you love yours. And I want this blessing to flow over my household just as much as it flows over yours. And I, I want you to, again, hold your family close and let me speak this blessing over you. Are you ready to go? Let's do that. New song. I love you so very much. My wife and I treasure you. And on this first day of 2023, I bless you with the promises of God, which are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. May the Holy Spirit make you healthy and strong in mind and body and spirit to move in faith and expectancy. And may God's angels be with you to protect you and to keep you. And may you be blessed with supernatural wisdom and strength to turn your eyes from foolish, worthless, and evil things. Instead, may you behold the beauty of the things that God has planned for you as, as you obey his word. New song, I bless you with ears to hear the lovely, the uplifting, and the encouraging, and to shut out the lies of the enemy. May your feet walk in holiness and your steps be ordered by the Lord. May your hands be tender, helping hands to those in need. Hands that bless, hands that serve, hands that care. May your heart be humble and receptive to one another, but especially to the things of God and not to the things of this world. New song, may your mind be strong and disciplined and balanced and filled with faith. I declare God's grace be upon your home that it may be a sanctuary of rest and renewal, a haven of peace where sounds of joy and laughter grace its walls and where love is unconditional. May God give you success and prosperity in your business and your places of labor as you faithfully acknowledge and obey the imperative of Scripture concerning the tithe and offerings. May God give you spiritual strength to overcome the evil one and avoid temptation. May the Lord's grace be upon you to fulfill your God-given dreams and visions. I declare goodness and mercy will follow you all of the days of your long life. New song. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up. And the Lord lift his countenance upon you as well. And may he give you peace. New song. I bless you in this day. In the love and by the name and in the power of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you agree upon that today, we just say a big amen. 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 You guys can go sit down. I, I want to say this too. Uh, next week and then the week after that, for the next two Sundays, like God has given me some special, uh, special messages to share. And uh, you don't want to miss that. Make sure that you're here. Remember, saturate yourself in, in the word, in the presence of God. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now's the time to start. There's no better time to start than right now. And then the next two Sundays, I'm going to be speaking a blessing, a special blessing over, not only over all of us as his families, but every, for the next two Sundays, a special blessing just over the church and general over New Song, because the Lord has really put some things upon my heart uh, that, that I need to, to lead in. And, and, and some direction that this church has, that we have to go, everybody, because it's the call of God. And I want you to know, too, that, that um, over the next 21 days, if you'd like to, um, in fact, just help us get the word about this, that uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, at 835, 
my staff and I, we meet right here in the sanctuary and we just pray. And we have rules when we, when we come in here and pray that it's just prayer. It's not Bible study. We're just praying. And so we start, we actually start uh, really every day of the office. Don't you wish you worked at a place where you just started the, your day with a half an hour of prayer every day? Wouldn't, how many think that would be cool? Well, you need to come on staff here. That's free, of course. It has to be free. Voluntary staff. That's why we call it. Uh, but but I want you. To, I want to encourage you. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the next three weeks, eight thirty-five, right here in the sanctuary. And the rule is, we just come in here, and we pray, only pray, and we pray out loud. Now that doesn't mean that we're going from person to person praying out loud. We scatter throughout this room, and and we just pray out loud. Out loud meaning, uh, even if it's just a whisper. E- even if I'm not saying loud enough for people to hear. But how many know that when you pray, when you pray in your head or in your heart, sometimes you get distracted very easily. Have, have you ever noticed that? That your thoughts just start going? Well, it's better. Well, I found it better in my own life that when I pray out loud, I'm more focused and actually more passionate. And, and the Bible talks about crying out to the Lord and, and diligently seeking after him. And so that's the rule that when we get here and we pray together, we, we pray by ourselves, but we pray out loud. And, and, um, and you're welcome to join us. You don't have to. You get to. If, if your job allows it, if your day allows it, 8.35 and around 8, 8.55 to 9 o'clock, 9.05, at, at some point I just tell them, hey, when you're done praying, you, you, you can just leave. You don't have to stick around. And they all, we all just make our way to our offices whenever we, whenever we get finished, okay? So you're welcome to join us for the next three weeks, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, for the next three weeks right here in the sanctuary at 8.35. Uh, we say 8.35 because at 8.30 we get here and we have coffee first. How many know that you got to start today the right way, right? Yeah, uh, that's, that's how it works here, though. And uh, you're welcome to join us. Love you so much. This Wednesday night, 6.30, right in this room, 6.30 for, for, for about a half an hour to 45 minutes of prayer together. We're going to start this year off right. I, I want you to join us. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great, it's going to be a great year. God bless you, new song. I love you so very, very much. Have a great day. You can stick around, hang out, make some new friends. Make sure you introduce yourself to one another, all right? Happy New Year, new song. Be blessed.